sending it to the group chat now because the shirt sold, unfortunately, but the graphic oh. is amazing. I should have bought it. It was 50 bucks, which I don't have right now. So well, we can just rip this and bootleg the posters. There you go. Oh, this shirt is so fucking good. Wow. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Speed yeah, is it's... for the racetrack, not the highway. I really, I, I should have bought that. I had the chance. And he looks like up. fucking Lionel Richie or something. Yeah, that's that's an original '70s shirt for sure. So. Why'd that make yeah, Richard Teddy Stevie... look black in the '70s? No, he look, he looks... Stevie Wonder glasses. On. <laughs> I I think he looks kind of like uh, James Brown. Yeah, he's got James Brown like face. A, yeah. a soul singer mid set is what he looks like, and it's not Richard Petty at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spotter said it was clear. It wasn't clear. And, you know, I didn't want to tear my car up, tear his car up either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And, you know, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened. And then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I feel. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, and so, you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it. But I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame we love their riblets and boneless wings, but... Uh... your late model podcast that's right we're the number one late model podcast in the united states that is not affiliated with flow sports dirt on dirt dirt tracker live uh world of outlaws any of it if we're not it's not affiliated the number one non-affiliated dirt track late model podcast there you go. couldn't have said it better myself i am brian once again as always with rob and ashley folks how we doing this week I'm tired. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Don't want to be doing what I'm doing. Rather be doing what I was doing last weekend. That's for damn sure. But I'm living, man. How about you, True Love? Uh, I'm here. I'm excited to hear all about your Eldora adventures. Oh, God. Can't and, wait to talk about it. To get I'll the, I'll... the okay. tally of toilet water that you drank? No idea. <laughs> I I will take the blame for this show getting delayed another day because I just got a kitten and I had to deal with that and the family yesterday so uh we had to had to take a night off but we're back with with not a whole lot of racing news but some some racing stuff to talk yeah, about aside from the was... dream and the world outlaws there really nothing happened this weekend right I don't think I remember no. any, much of no. anything well well it, it, I don't know. Let's let's save the dirt talk for for I, I the big segment of the show because yeah. you got. I'm sure yeah, you got plenty get to talk about. Let's this boring shit out of the way first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, folks, if you didn't watch Sunday, like I told my stepdad, you didn't miss a goddamn thing. The race was completely boring. There was nothing going on. Truex dominated it. Uh, NASCAR yes, threw a bu- NASCAR threw a bullshit caution to try to fix it and that only kind of fucked things up for certain people that were pitting on certain laps and it was just a real snoozer um and saturday was not much better uh it was the kyle larson show till he fucked his own race and then eric amarola somehow took a win in a 28 ford so that's pretty much the summation of the of of sonoma for those who didn't watch yeah so it's over i was sitting at eldoro as uh, that truck race was was happening Watching the Xfinity race. Xfinity race, sorry. Same, six of one, half dozen the other. Uh, And my phone just did not work all weekend. So you guys, I wanted to send a welfare check out once in a while to let you know I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to find someone to replace me on the show permanently because I was dead in a ditch somewhere in Ohio. But uh, nothing worked at all. And I think the only real text I got through the entire weekend was one from Brian saying, well... Of all the Xfinity races for you to miss. <laughs> Big old Eric Almarola win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, very unexpected. He was driving a, like I said, a... It's Kyle weird, Sieg, right? Yeah, Ky, uh, uh, yeah Ryan was, Sieg, Ky, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Ron Sieg. Uh, always good to see a 28 Ford win. Uh, you know, maybe a little less uh, enthralling when it's Eric Almarola, but... Um, if anything, probably the more interesting Eric Amarola news of the last 48 <laughs> hours was him deciding to clap back at all of his haters on Twitter, oh. like in the middle of the night, multiple nights after his race win, um, in just a very like embarrassing fashion. Like it wasn't funny what he was doing, and he was going back. People like weeks weeks ago were t- calling 
uh, you calling him out and talking shit on him. He's like, nope, I won. Nope, I won. He's just like, uncovering yeah, like years. One word responses. Like, yeah. <laughs> Big L. That's an L. <laughs> Who talks like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is I know he's a he's a you know Jesus loving. Uh, bacon boy but I mean I take it he must drink because like why the fuck would you be sending out tweets uh, like that if you want to must have sent him home with a case of wine from Sonoma I, took a couple sips could have been it yeah he had a couple <laughs> sips of uh, some of that Sonoma red sent him over the edge <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean there really was just nothing interesting nothing cool happened nothing um, I, you know I'll, I'll, I'll be the contrarian here I didn't mind the cup race at all i didn't see the xfinity race uh, like a single second of it and i haven't watched it yet mm-hmm. um but the cup race was fine i don't know it's a, it's a road it race sonoma uh, yeah like i used to get a lot more excited for a sonoma and Watkins Glen before we had 38 road courses on the schedule and probably right. more incoming but now that it's a pretty large percentage of uh the races we see every year especially in the regular season it's just kind of it's <laughs> lost its luster a little bit so it's not as special anymore to see him go there, but I don't know. It was fine. It's fun to watch him rip around there. Yeah, I mean it's a cool track. It's got its history and and super it's, cool. It's, yeah. it's it's very uh, aesthetically pleasing. Like it's a cool, you know, all the shots are cool and the geography is cool. But yeah, I mean it hasn't been a great race there in a while. And, and again, it's probably due to the cars and yeah, who knows? It's Truex. for next it's year. Truex's fault. But he's always been good there. Yeah. Yeah, Plus he's on his rebound year, so yeah. Oh yeah, you get that new girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> Start winning some races. Yeah. Picking him up down at the old Bass Pro, <laughs> right in front of the fish tank. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like next year, who knows? We might lose a few road courses, um, so maybe things will get a little bit better. Really? Um, it sounded like we we're gonna get a couple more. <laughs> well, no, I thought. I thought. So let's 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 talk about that rumor. There was the rumor that 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 kind of spread the last twenty four or so hours. Where Jordan Bianchi reported it, so it's somewhat reputable. But um, oh, I, I missed it. What? So what's the gist of it, Rob? Because I'm I'm trying to remember the. So I've seen itself. different people kind of. Uh, spin it in a different way some people are saying that we're losing a couple road courses some are saying it's an additional one but essentially montreal is on the short list of places we're going to add that's either to replace uh the bristol dirt race or it's to replace Mm -hmm. um chicago when it ultimately gets run out of town in a couple weeks time one and done um north wilkesboro is rumored to get a cup date as well, but the, that's also that's East, got, the, that could be what replaces the Bristol Dirt Weekend or the yeah the spring. East, they're saying the, the Easter date. So, but I, I've seen it a couple different ways. But uh, of course, the Chicago thing—they're not going to come out and say that. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore after this yeah, year. Yeah, not two weeks before yeah. the race. Yeah, they've spent yeah. a lot of money on the posters, and they can't really you know <laughs> piss all over it until it's done. So, yeah. but yeah, that that was how I read it. Uh, and I'd be bummed out if we added yet another fucking road course, especially at the expense of Bristol. But Montreal's but I, cool, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think the other thing, though, is we're... I feel like we're almost definitely losing the Indy Road race and maybe Charlotte as well. So, I, who yeah, knows? That's true. That's true, um, yeah. I think the, the Roval, I feel like they still want to keep for whatever fucking stupid reason. But, um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, out of all of them, that might be the most fun. And I like it because as a fan, you can actually see the whole goddamn track. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, that's that's how I feel about Indy because I'm going there again this year. And when I went in 2021, I actually thought, I mean, with Indy, it doesn't matter if you're on the road course or the oval. You can't see the whole track no matter what. So but, there's a golf um, course in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually enjoyed where because we sat right in uh the first section of turns and we could see very well there's a tv screen right there and you could see you know a good at least a third if not half the track almost or at least where all, all the main action was happening yeah. so um you know it, it would kind of suck to lose that but I, I, at the same time i understand bringing back the prestige of the brickyard and also the new Amen. cars will probably be better on that new lay on the on the oval so who the hell knows but either way uh Montreal would be cool, I guess. I mean, it's Cup. I can't even remember the last time Cup ran in Canada. Have they ever run? Cup, in Cup is uh, to the best, unless it was in the '60s. Cup has never run in Canada, but the Xfinity Series was up there back yeah, when it was and, nationwide and in 2008, nine, something like that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that'll be cool. Um, funny enough, and now that you mentioned Montreal, um, my stepdad said that while they were in New York uh, this past weekend, they saw Ferrari's F1 trailers passing through New York. Like that, My part of town, Albany, That's I mean, cool. it, you're going from New York City up to Montreal. You go right through Albany. So he said, yes, they saw all the Ferrari trailers, and he was like, what the fuck are they doing here? That's cool. Um, but whatever. So that's road courses. Um, Grand Prix, baby, coming right up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. I'm sure it's going to be an enthralling race. I, I mean, I, I got to say, like, that is one of the circuits I actually like to tune in to watch. Canada's always pretty fun, and you don't got to wake up early to do it. And, yeah. and uh, well, I guess IndyCar's at Road America this weekend. So yeah. that's, oh, that's good. That's enough. And that's always a good one. So I guess that's enough for me as far as road racing is concerned. But, yeah, Montreal's always pretty good. It's a bitchin' track. It's got a lot of history. It's named after Gilles Villeneuve. Be one of the greatest of all time. I'll, I'll put in my max bet uh, as we speak. I guess. How do you like that fucking French right yeah, there, I'm guys? To spell it in my mind right now. It's just a bunch of vowels. Yeah. I didn't say it right. <laughs> Dad of Jacques. Mm-hmm. Um, did you learn that in Eldora? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the Eldora Cultural Center, I picked up a few things. <laughs> I mean, we might as well get into it. Let's let's talk about it, Rob. Are we, you, you, are we you not made a last Garage Fifty Six. Did y'all? Watch oh yeah. That? Speaking of ro- no, I didn't. Well, again, I had no service, so there was no chance in hell I was gonna be able to catch any of it. But uh, I, I watched a few minutes of it. But I mean, it's not it, endurance racing has never been my thing. I think it was more interesting to see all the other people react to. Like, even again, my my friends that are only new F one fans, all of a sudden, kind of like almost mocking the the you know the stock car on the course but it's like it was one of the fastest cars on the track all weekend i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about it might be you know one and a half scale every other car on the track but it was still faster than most of them yeah it was a fucking school bus going almost 200 miles an hour (laughs) yeah down that Um, big old straightaway in the back well i guess there's chicanes now so it's not like two miles like it used to be but i I love Le Mans and i love i love 24-hour races and usually i'll actually kind of stay tuned in but since my plans changed there was no way to even pay attention i guess ferrari won uh mm-hmm. overall and in the hypercar class so good for them yep. finally doing something for, right yeah i mean i had it on for a few minutes but yeah i mean whatever um so yeah that happened too but it seemed like it was good for nascar it was good for the sport good for got more attention it seems like it's something they're going to continue um i'm just glad to see that fucking gt car they built for cup racing actually get used the way it was supposed to be (laughs) yeah it's a goddamn delara you know like that's that's the other thing a few people are like what the fuck is this thing and it's like well i was telling like well the new car is more or less a sports car not a stock car and this is also a way of nascar to test out their new hybrid engine people like hybrid v8s i'm like yeah man i don't know what to tell you but that's what's happening so. kind of sick i don't know it seems louder than what we have now so i'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it <laughs> make my eyes bleed with the exhaust please mm-hmm. <laughs> very disturbed <laughs> <laughs> oh man put that on my tombstone yeah <laughs> So you have a lot of things on your tombstone. It's <laughs> pretty the second on my tombstone quote. You made them. It's pretty, pretty tall. Bury, bury me in North Wilkesboro or you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it was. All, all the appetizers and drinks are on the backside. So <laughs> big fucking Applebee's menu worth of shit about you. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, so Rob went to Eldora. <laughs> yep, Rob. I did go to Eldora, and uh, my God, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, I guess I'll just recount my entire weekend. Uh, it yeah, was a, it was a time. It was a hell of a time. I'll say that, um, and that is an understatement. The understatement of the fucking century. Um, so I wake up at three on Friday morning. I didn't get to the uh, the prelim night one on Thursday, unfortunately. Uh, track was a little rough. They had some little motocross jumps happening in uh in turns <laughs> one and uh four i believe and nice. uh people weren't too thrilled with the track conditions which was a recurring theme through the whole weekend i guess especially with the feature but we'll get to that later um so yeah i watched that on flow uh stayed up as late as i could passed out on my couch woke up at about 3 a.m to haul over to the shuttle bus which takes me to the airport and i'm on a plane at 6 30 land in uh columbus pick up my uh beautiful rental uh toyota tacoma very nice truck that someone had very clearly been hauling gravel around in because there was still some left in the bed 
Always take pictures of your rental cars, folks, when you pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hauled uh, west towards Eldora. Stopped into Dayton for just a second to go check out the United States Air Force Museum there at Wright-Patterson. And that is just a little side note. I mentioned I was going there last week and I've always wanted to go there. And good God, that is an incredible museum. Like, I don't care if you're an aviation geek or just someone who happens to be alive and breathing. That place is fucking fascinating. And there's some think, incredible pieces of history in there. Um, that, I think you only sent us one picture from that, and it was... There was no service in there either. I'm, I'm just thinking Ohio <laughs> just needs more towers or something yeah. like that. I'm in the real part of Ohio, which is basically not anything like Ohio, so we don't have that issue up here. Yeah. You guys, your phones work up there? Yeah. Yeah, Dayton, kind of a shithole, it seems like. Um, but Birth, that museum is great. Birthplace of Marilyn Manson. That's right. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, check out that museum. It's free. I mean, well, it's not really free. Your tax dollars pay for it, so you should probably go do it just because you've already paid for admission. But it's it's definitely worth uh, a visit. All the experimental shit they got in there. All the Air Force One exhibit. You can go stand on the spot where uh, uh, LBJ got sworn in after JFK got assassinated. Uh, they got the bomb, the, the plane that dropped the atomic bomb on Nagasaki. It's just like really heavy shit in there, you know. And again, it, it's it's it, you feel the whole range of emotions of being an American. There's the pride, there's the disappointment, the disgust, the you know, just everything at once. You know, it's like God damn, I can't believe we sent these dudes over to fight Nazis in these fucking hand hammered planes. They just you know paint a pair of tits on the side and just <laughs> fired across the atlantic just a bunch of like young old young ass like 18 year old dudes in aviator jackets just going over there and putting it on the line so we could have shows like this and do dumb shit but then also some of the worst shit imaginable um uh happening alongside that so yeah the duality of being an american i suppose on full yeah. display but it, full it's it, it's an incredible place and i recommend if you do make it to ohio for any reason it's definitely worth um the drive from anywhere in the state but anyway I, wrap, wrap that up oh sorry go ahead Brian. i was gonna say i think there's another like wright brothers museum um, there is right around the close. corner yeah yeah i, I want to check that out too because my boss has said that's really cool because i mean as a bike guy not just the planes but right uh, bikes and stuff too so i mean that whole area actually has a lot of cool museums and that that's another one i wish i had more time you could literally spend a whole like open to close inside that place and they even had a whole wing shut down and it took me three hours to get through very quickly try and see everything i wanted to see uh but yeah definitely definitely stop in i think uh just i was gonna say this to the end but i'll say it now i'm gonna make going to eldora a tradition especially for the dream every year um for the reasons i'm about to describe to you and i think uh i'll probably fly into columbus just so i can scoot through there and uh see dayton on the way you can fly into dayton too there's just no connecting flights from up here but Anyway, this isn't a kayak ad. This is, uh, we're talking about <laughs> dirt track racing here. <laughs> anyway, I get back in the car, pick up some beers, head over to Eldora, meet up with my good buddy Kyle Armstrong, an old Kenny Bob, uh, at their trailer out there in Lot 5. And we uh, have us a couple beers and start, just kind of start the day and get set up for a whole couple days of racing. Uh, we decide to walk the grounds, and, you know, Kyle is probably the best tour guide you can possibly have he's deeply ingrained in the late model community and he knows just about everybody and you know you can't walk five feet without running into somebody he knows whether it's someone who's been coming to the track for 30 years or it's somebody in the industry or a driver or whatever like it's just you get to meet everybody just by hanging out with this guy so i just want to say i know he's probably listening to this so thank you for inviting me into the world uh your world and uh, getting to meet all these people because uh it's a, it's a cool place for sure um, and he's good people and he's great people yeah, yeah. he's a good hang uh love you kyle but we um he kind of gave me the tours like let's walk the pits and then we'll head down the love tunnel and we'll go into the garage in the infield and we'll, we'll get the grand tour before people get here and it was pretty hot but uh we did the whole thing you know and eldora is such a weird place it looks completely different in person than it does on television like, it looks kind of wide and big on TV, almost. And it is a half mile, but it's just one giant egg shape, kind of. There's not really a straightaway, and it's really high banked. And, like, no matter where you're standing on the inside or outside of the bowl, the perspective of what it looks like kind of changes. So it's a really weird-looking place. But, you know, it's like one of those racetracks, kind of like North Wilkesboro in its own way, where you walk in there and you can just feel how important and you know hallowed the grounds are 
Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll be honest, like with that, before a lap was turned, I was already saying to everybody, was like, man, this is worth, this was worth every dime just to see this place, you know, and be so close to it. Um, yeah, I got to meet a couple, couple cool drivers, RTJ out there, the number one ranked late model driver in the country was funny, 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 nice guy. Uh, I, I told him I had 20 bucks on him, so he better win. And I let him know that was the most important part of the weekend. He seemed to take that in, in stride. Uh, he didn't win. So <laughs> if I see you, Ricky, you know. That's why I'm giving you side eye next time. Uh, who else? I can't even remember. There's, there's just it was a, a lot of walking around and meeting people. Uh, and then uh, as the sun started to go down, we decided to go back and uh, hit camp and get ready for the night. But on the way back, I don't know if you guys have seen this, the Wall of Doors. You know what that is? Oh yeah. So there's this big barn. If you're listening to this and you don't know what it is, there's a big barn they have. It's sort of like an expo center where they'll do uh, driver interviews and all that. Um, later on in the weekend, I got to see like Scott Bloomquist. And Jonathan Davenport give interviews in there and all that. But the backdrop of this room is this just wall of old doors from late models that all had raced at Eldora. And it's like, God, a couple hundred, 300 feet long from floor to ceiling. It's, it's just absolutely incredible to see in person. Like, you don't think it would be as breathtaking as it is, you know, until you see it in person. Um, and but my God, we stopped in and kind of marvel over that a little bit uh and then went and got sort of set up put our new t-shirts on you know because half of going to the short track is buying some new t-shirts you get some nice tie-dye or something no i didn't get any tie-dye this time but Mm -hmm. tyler herb had a really sick looking Smokey and the bandit shirt that he was selling because he had his car all done up like that the car from that movie that's cool that thing fucking rips it looked great on track too uh but yeah we uh had a couple more beers, came back in, and then we found our seats. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the major photos of Eldora or been there or whatever, but like there's the main grandstand, and there's a lot of actual grandstand seating, but below there's this huge bowl of grass, which is the general admission. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of set your lawn chairs up down there, which is fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And people, this is such a unique event it's kind of like, like i compare it to indy and i'm going to keep comparing it to indianapolis even though i've never been there just based on what i hear people have been going to this place you know the world or the dream for as long as those races have been held and they have their spots so i got very lucky to be hanging out with a guy and some guys who have a spot yeah. up there at the top of the bowl you know right 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 below the sort of concourse you know and that's another cool thing about eldora um you walk in off the street or the the parking lot and it's all below you you're at the top of the stands which i love that about a racetrack oh yeah uh but yeah we get our little lawn chairs set up get settled in um again all the people around us have been going there for forever like the folks who own millbridge were like you know 10 feet to our right and nick hoffman's family was right in front of them and every single one of them just incredibly nice all of them like and that's a big reason why i can't wait to go back is just because being around all the people um it was such a almost family type experience and yeah we're all getting a little rowdy but i mean family in the sort of like you know just camaraderie kind of sense like everyone's here for one purpose and it's to drink beer and watch race cars and yeah that's the best part about any racing community is yeah agreed and you know uh kyle said it himself too is like you know it's friendship first and the racing is just a you know an extra Mm-hmm. little cherry on top and that couldn't be more true but no. the actual racing man that god that place rules i can't <laughs> even describe how fun it is to watch late models rip around there i can't even imagine what fucking 410s are like in person at that place um so if anyone's going to the eldora million pretty soon uh you got a camper hit me up maybe i'll max out another credit card and come see you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, great night of racing. Um, again, the track issues were a little less pronounced on Friday night. You know, the races were a little shorter. It seemed like there's a little bit more track prep, but it was pretty damn slicked off. And it's really crazy to hear uh, arrow being a huge issue in late model racing. And I guess it shouldn't be that much of a surprise because these cars are giant fucking doorstops. Well, that's but, go. Let me ask or say a couple things here because uh, you know, going back to the video of the week last week. And apparently now, this past weekend, it seemed like Eldora, for all the money and time like Tony has put into that place, like it's wild to hear they're having uh, issues with the actual track itself. It's been ever since they replaced or revamped the dirt uh, to bring NASCAR in. 
so it was it was a different a different type of dirt and that fucked I up think, the surface i think or? i think it's yeah it's just I, I don't know how different it is or if there's an additive they put in the dirt i've heard that there's some chemicals in there they also use mm-hmm. um but whatever it is yeah the track is just it slicks off i guess and uh it's also been pretty rainy i guess so that would kind of explain the ruts and all that but i don't know i for me as someone who has never been to Eldora before and is usually watches it on television and my late model experience is usually confined to flow racing um it, it really didn't matter to me it was fucking incredible watching those guys rip around and uh even in the feature which um we'll, we'll get to in a second but uh yeah killer night of of racing on night two uh mike marler getting a win that was pretty cool all the heats were great um and again just a great time with all the folks around you and like i said i don't know how many toilet waters i put down <laughs> so they when just did you ca- have your first toilet water my first toilet water happened when we were d- walking the grounds okay kyle looks at me and he's like i think it's time we got us a toilet water or maybe i said that i don't know because i was thirsty but <laughs> i feel like you probably it was said <laughs> it was it was it was decided pretty early on let's have one of these right now and did you bring me home a sack of uh, wet Tootsie Rolls? Wet Tootsies. Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you got them through TSA just fine. Well, that's, they took them from me, unfortunately. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are these? And I said, I, I can't speak right now. I shouldn't have driven my rental car here. And that's not that's not true. I wasn't shit-faced driving a truck around budget. Um, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's seriously a joke, though. I, I actually played it pretty pretty cool on Saturday because I went so goddamn hard on Friday night, which I guess we're about to get to. Uh, but yeah, uh, one good thing about Eldora is that everything is very cheap, with the exception of ice. It's like eight bucks a bag if you want it, but it is what it is. But I, I ate probably like, I don't know, 100 fucking fried cheese balls because they were so <laughs> nice. good. It's little fried pepper jack balls. Uh, the oh, pizza yeah. burger kind of sucked. I wasn't a fan. It was kind of like eating a sausage patty, which... And even taking Hannah Newhouse's uh, suggestion of putting the little fried cheese balls on top of the pizza burger uh, really didn't do it for me. Uh, it just yeah, wasn't enough. As, as much as I'm a fan of, of interesting and weird foods at the track, a pizza burger is not one of those things that I'm going to be like, yeah, I got to try that thing. You know, it, it's the thing is, it's just pepperoni and cheese on the inside of the burger, but the patty's too thin, you know? And like, I oh, like okay. It's just not what I would imagine a pizza burger being. Now, if it was a sloppy fucking chicken parm kind of deal, then let's well, yeah, let's go. Well, that's that's, yeah. that's the other thing I was gonna say is like I, I don't think I've ever had a good pizza burger. Like that concept just doesn't really work to me. No, like even I, if it's well made. Like no, I, I'm I'm with you on that. That's not really my thing. Uh, but yeah, everything extraordinarily cheap. Nothing's more than like five bucks at the concession stand, which is great. Uh, yep. There's a couple of carts on the perimeter. You can get like the largest fucking pounded fried tenderloin I've ever seen in my life. It was like the size of a, a bowling ball if you flattened it out or like a hood. It was huge. <laughs> I'm telling you. That was like $9, and that was like the big ticket item. Uh, toilet waters are, I think, 4 or $5. I don't think, yeah, beers are $2, which is great. Uh, they'll just sell you as many as you want. And here's the free ice. Um, I'm not even kidding. I, I, I go up and just buy a six-pack from the bartender, and they drop them in the little cooler I had and just dump ice on top of it. 12 bucks. See you later. That's perfect. So, yeah. It, and Ohio has some weird rules about uh, alcohol sales and all that. So, like, you can't bring your own alcohol into the track due to state what? law. But I, that's that's definitely not true at fucking mid Ohio. I bring my shit in there every year. That, never that, that's shit. the law at Eldora, apparently in that county. You can't bring okay. out outside alcohol in for whatever reason. But I do appreciate Eldora. What was that ominous noise? Uh, someone driving down my road. Oh, that was like a fucking synth from Stranger <laughs> yeah. Things or something. Always <laughs> some weird vehicle noises. <laughs> It's like an NPR podcast. It's like the beers were two dollars, but at what cost? You know. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate Eldora keeping the the beer prices nice and low. And um, yeah, they really they really got it figured out for the most part. Uh, I don't really have any complaints about the facility. Uh, it's just a. I mean, there's a couple of. No matter where you sit, there's kind of some places where you can't see because it's so deep down in a hole. But, uh, Why don't you uh, tell us about the toilets? How was that situation? 
you know they weren't bad to have 10,000 people as uh, fucked up as they were at that place uh, it was pretty nice I didn't have any didn't have any problems that's good that's yeah good. much nicer than Seekonk um, yeah never had really had to wait in line for a urinal you just kind of zip in zip out you know there's no trough that I could find you know so if you're a trough phobe out there and you don't like that <laughs> and you like your own private situation then you're in luck at Eldora so yeah, the facility's great, man. I again, it, it's feel, it's it's modern. They've done a lot of work on it, but it still retains that old school feel. It's it's definitely not what they've done with like North North Wilkesboro or anything like that by any means, but yeah. it still feels very old school and is very old school. But yeah, it's a it's a nice facility. Um, but yeah, Saturday wrapped up and uh, or excuse me, Friday night wrapped up, and we head back to the campground. Uh, went over to Andy's towing. If you know, you know, and uh, drank a bunch of moonshine pissed off somebody by trying to play brooks and dunn on an ipod even though we were playing 90s country yeah no one wants to hear neon moon apparently so it is what what it is um got uh (laughs) it is the girl whose whose phone it was or whatever i think she just didn't want to hear neon moon which you know i'm sorry not my fault But it's my like, fault you had your heart broken. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great fucking party. We were hanging out with this guy, Tandy Marlin. I don't know if you ever heard of him before, but he's uh he's one of Sterling Marlin's cousins. I'm actually gonna pour a shot of tequila as I talk about this. Tandy. Tandy say. Marlin, yeah. He's a uh, he, he didn't really do anything too big time from what I can tell, but he was definitely selling his shirts at this party. Spitting image. You can tell he's related to him. But it, Did you buy a shirt? I forgot to buy one. You forgot to buy Kyle, a Tandy Marlin Tandy shirt? Marlin. I know. It's like Country 103 God. on the front of it. It looks oh in, in the Coors He's font. Getting better. What? But he, I'm so disappointed in you. He was like... He, he, he sat in like a slightly more like understandable uh, Sterling Marlin. Mm-hmm. You could tell he's a Marlin boy without even like him telling you his name. It was incredible. He was, he was a fucking trip to hang out with. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, we, we all drank a lot, and there's so much food at the Andy's Towing Pavilion. I, I can't even tell you. Um, I don't know where it came, all came from. It was like 1 in the morning, and the grill was going and shit. But it was, yeah, hell of a party. Um, uh, let's see who was down there. I can't even remember anymore, but it was it was a blast. Uh, again, this is kind of, kind of one of the things I'm talking about. Like, I've never met most of these people before. You know, a lot of the late model folks that I've already been acquainted with, like photographers and shit like that, they weren't at Eldora, so... This was all brand new people, and they were all so welcoming and kind. And like, basically, like if you're in the vicinity, it's like, hey, you want a beer? Hey, you want a, you want a burger? You want this? That? It's like everyone is just so. Kind. Anytime someone would get up to come and go to concessions, they'd, there'd be a trail of toilet waters for whoever the hell wanted one. <laughs> you know, it was just this really. Again, it's the nice thing about the racing community is that everyone is there for the same reason. Like I said, you know, and um, let's all do this together. You know. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's really really nice. But yeah, we got nice and torn up there and drank all their moonshine. And I hit the 24 hour mark at 3 a.m. of being awake and decided it was time to stumble back to the trailer, which we did. Woke up the next morning. Uh, old Ken Bob he gave me four Advils and he's like, "Here, buddy, take these right now. You're gonna want that. The little gel caps." <laughs> and this is a funny thing about me is like I get really nervous about milligrams for aspirin, uh-huh. just because I. It's it's medicine, you know. I think that's a David Cross bit about that, but like I get nervous about like pills, which is fucking stupid. But <laughs> but I was so drunk, I just popped whatever he gave me. You know, I they were wholesome guys, so I figured it wasn't anything crazy. And you know, surely these aren't too strong at Advil, and it saved my goddamn life. I'm telling you what. I woke up the next morning feeling about 80 percent, which is pretty good considering uh I hadn't slept or eaten anything. <laughs> while just living off alcohol hauled on down to the whistle stop down in ansonia which is uh another tradition i guess a nice little uh little bar restaurant spot not too far from the track you know it's cool because they sell t-shirts with uh race cars on the back of them nice. hit up some of the yard sales down there Did which you get is one of those t-shirts i got one of those oh, okay. i was That's not going to be uh let down by myself again by missing out on another cool t-shirt but uh, yeah, we, we ended up at the Whistle Stop. It's a cool place. And then we, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about that uh, area, but anytime there's a big race, everyone in the, the fucking town uh, has a yard sale. So we're talking like 20 or 30 different 
yard sales, garage sales, whatever, just popped up all over town. Well, now I really wish cool. I would have went. Yeah, and I didn't know that was a thing because, like, Kyle had mentioned it to me before we got there, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, like, garage sales? <laughs> And I thought maybe it was a vendor outside the racetrack or something, uh, but no, it's just like legitimate garage sales all over the county. And like to the point where they even have maps sitting there at uh, the whistle stop of where you can go find these places. I, I, I didn't, I couldn't buy much. I only had a backpack on me, but definitely some cool shit. Like a big stack of circle track magazines for like a buck a piece. Um, I did buy a, 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 a deck of Winston cup, uh, trading cards. Uh, there was a Mike Wallace diecast for one dollar. That was kind of cool. I thought about getting that, but I didn't because uh, he got it in the trash. Just good. Yeah, really. I was gonna say. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> well, that's for them to do. <laughs> and the best part about some of these yard sales is that all the cool shit was just like not for sale. It was like somebody else's stuff. You know, like there's a ton of racing memorabilia and shit on the walls. Like, oh, no, I'm not selling that. It's like, <laughs> I feel like half of these yard sales and these garage sales are just to show people your cool shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a cool way to kill the afternoon because racing doesn't start till late. You know, such as tradition in dirt track racing, you know, you race at night. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can actually see what's going on because it's dusty, especially in Ohio because it's one giant fucking gravel pit. But uh, yeah, we went back after that. Uh, our buddy Crabtree, again, you know, you know. Crabtree. Crabtree. He's a good guy. He sits same spot every year. You know, if you've been to Eldora, you've probably seen his chairs with the spray paint Crabtree on the back. Wow. Dude is a, a fucking trip. You know, you oh, better have a good like sense that. of humor because be. that guy's going <laughs> to, he's going to give you shit within 30 <laughs> seconds of meeting you. So I quickly became known as Diesel Dave and I had to Google who that was real quick. But I guess I do kind of look like Diesel Dave. And that was my nickname for the rest of the weekend. Everyone knew me as such. So, but yeah, he he brought over uh, some water for our camper, uh, our camper, like I own it with Kyle. <laughs> to Kyle's camper, filled us up for free, like a good guy. Brought some liquor over, and we hung out for a little bit, and kind of got prepped up for the race at night, and uh, went back in and did it again. That's pretty much it. Um, again, the feature. Um, a lot of people not thrilled with track conditions all night. Uh, the heats were great. Honestly, uh, the B mains were, were fine, but by the time, and they did some track prep in between, I think the, 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 the heats and the B mains that kind of changed the complexion a little bit too much. I don't know exactly what they did. Cause I was kind of trying to haul down to the infield and experience, uh, one of the B mains from down there, just get my head torn off by, you know, some late models, like five inches from my head, which was killer. I do recommend doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, by the time the feature rolled around, within 20 or 30 laps, Davenport just had it in hand. And uh, it was kind of like a cup race, honestly. It was, and it was still really exciting, don't get me wrong. But it, it kind of played out in the same way that a cup race would, where it's very aero-dependent. And, you know, Chris Madden got pretty close to getting around Davenport a couple times, or at least he, like, knocked on his door a little bit but he just could not get a run on him and davenport ran away with it but uh, that could have happened or probably would have happened anyway even if uh um the track was perfect uh i guess we do got to talk about carson hosevar a little bit since he was there <laughs> right you could keep his name out of your mouth. that's right when my phone was working i was talking about carson hosevar the whole damn time he's pretty goddamn good in the late model I can tell you, he's 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 pretty good. He really impressed the hell out of me, and I think a lot of people were really impressed by him too. Did you um, buy a T-shirt? No, I don't think he had shirts for sale. <laughs> I there was oh on Saturday before I forgot this part. Um, after we um, drank some Crabtree's liquor and uh, went and had some hibachi at another uh, trailer out there. <laughs> Not even kidding. It was great. Hibachi. It was awesome. <laughs> there was a giant driver autograph session, which was really cool. Um, all like there was like 96 cars entered, which was Jesus. insane, and all of them came and were sitting there signing autographs for people. The line was huge. Um, it, yeah, it was really cool, and like a lot of kids too, really lining up to meet these guys, which I thought was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know NASCAR can't really do that, for, but I think they could. You know, I know. I guess there's a lot of weirdos out there who would make that terrible for the drivers, but 
Man, if you could line all the Show cup drivers. Like 20 die cast. Yeah, yeah, those fucking idiots that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It was really, a really cool experience to see all those kids uh, get up there and meet these drivers and just see how stoked they were to, you know, meet Jonathan Davenport and, you know, RTJ and all these guys. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was really sweet. And then the fact that everybody was there, too. And like I said, they had a bunch of other um, uh, interviews in that hall as well over the course of the weekend, getting to see Scott Bloomquist shoot the shit for a little while and talk about his health and what he's doing and uh, why he sat out the dream for the first time in history. Um, why was, did he? He didn't really give a very committal answer. He's just talking about getting his body back in shape. Okay. Aliens well, probed him too much. He's yeah. <laughs> You know, you get probed one too many times. <laughs> you got to sit that one out for a minute. And I, I want to give a quick shout out to Mo. I, I forget his last name, but Mo is the guy who um, built the wall of doors. And we had a really nice talk with him about the origin of it and how he built it and where all the doors came from. And just, again, I want to give a shout out to him just for, for taking on that project and, it's really a stark and beautiful way to preserve a lot of history that would be pretty quickly forgotten. Uh, you know, a lot of racing history is word of mouth, you know, <laughs> especially in, in that kind of part of the world. And to have something visual like that, that even if you're not a racing fan, you'll look at it and go, holy shit, you know, what's that? What's that? What's that? And there's like, you just, you keep finding new things all over it. And then those stories get preserved because of it. Um, that's really important. So uh, shout out to him for putting that together. Uh, we had a nice chat about that. And uh, yeah, also made me feel pretty good. But yeah, after that, went, drank some more toilet water. Tried to take it pretty easy because again, we uh, I got pretty tore up on Friday night. And I had to get up at five to hop back in the truck and go to Columbus to fly out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I made it on the flow broadcast. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and uh, me and Kyle went down for driver intros up front because you know who doesn't love pyro, and uh, we were sitting there and the, that guy in the dragon costume walks by, and we're kind of laughing. <laughs> Is he about, in that like all weekend? I hadn't seen him before. I don't know. He must have been because we we were sitting up in turn one, so that was the first time I even really sat or came down to the bottom of the grandstand. So he could have been there the whole time. Who knows? But you, you didn't pack your dragon costume for this weekend. Uh, you know, I didn't have room in my backpack. Uh. So it laid on the bed the whole weekend unused. <laughs> Sad at home. Yeah. Could have could have been too much. It was watching you on the flow broadcast hanging out with the Son other of dragon. A bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I, um that guy walks by and of course the camera finds him. Kyle notices it first and then I notice it and Again, it just turns into us waving our arms around on television. And I found out later, after the race, uh, we went down to Jonathan Davenport's trailer as he's holding court down there, signing autographs and all that. Again, Kyle knows him, so um, he walked up there and, you know, kind of grabbed by the shoulder and, you know, gave him a good job or whatever. <laughs> Apparently, J.D. was just like, hey, man, I saw you on the big screen. That made me laugh my ass off <laughs> or something like that, you know. <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, that little moment of humor, I think, is what set – Jonathan Davenport apart we gave him the uh, yeah the fire the in his fuel, in his yeah. belly you know it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't wanting to win the dream you know by not being you know but by, by well he won his first dream by uh Scott Bloomquist getting disqualified and he's always talked about how he never really felt like he earned that one and blah 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 which you know fair yeah yeah and uh, surely that wasn't what was motivating him. It was because he saw us up there on that big <laughs> yeah. screen with that fucking Puff the Magic Dragon. It was very, yeah. Was That's what it was. So, we'll yeah. Have to, we'll have to maybe share that clip on the Instagram stories or something. Yeah, we'll throw it out there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> made it on TV, so. <laughs> well, it, it, it honestly, Rob, it, it doesn't sound like your trip was, was too different than our trip to Wilkesboro. I mean, it was definitely a lot of parallels there and what you told us, I think. Yeah, um, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, Eldora, it's it's, its own thing for sure. And uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm curious to see what the new North Wilkesboro was like. But yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of heritage, a lot of recognition of heritage and history, a lot of nostalgia and a lot of people being really happy to be in a place that's been there for a long time or in the case of Wilkesboro I guess that wasn't there for a long time and now they have a chance to stand on the grounds again and uh, you know I think a lot of people go to Eldora you know 
I mean, obviously the racing is always great, but I think maybe the number one draw is just to stand in a place like that and feel that energy and be around those people who want to be there. So yeah, for sure. certainly is it's that way for me. And I, I'm telling you, I'm going to, I cannot wait to go back next year. It is happening. I'm going to try and go to the world if I can, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to swing that since the band will be doing stuff then. But uh, yeah, the dream is on my uh, to-do list now for the rest of my life or as long as Eldora is uh, an operating facility. There's no question about it. Nice. Well, hopefully next time you make it down there, I'll I'll be able to make it down because yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely looking to check it out for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I drank I drank enough toilet waters for the both of us. Both of us. And by the way, I, I think I said this already. They're delicious. What a nice little what? signature cocktail. Yeah. What do you know? What goes into it? Or? So it's it's blue and red Maui, which uh-huh. is like some sort of like fruity schnapps. Oh. Um, orange juice and seltzer water. I think off the gun. Maybe there's seltzer mm-hmm. in there. Maybe it's Sprite. And then they stir it up, and it turns that nice porta potty green, and they drop a little tootsie on top of it, <laughs> and that's it. And I, I didn't get a headache like I thought I did, or thought I would. Well, you took all those pills. I did. <laughs> so they were Advils. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a Waylon Jennings tour out there. It was. <laughs> this man drank thirty toilet waters and then was afraid to take an Advil. Well, that's kind of the point I was making. Is that I'm a fucking idiot, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah once again big 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 shout out to kyle armstrong uh for for facilitating it and you know ken bob for letting me in their space for the weekend and all the great folks i got to meet and you know it was it's cool to you know kind of dive into that community i didn't meet a person i didn't like i'll say that uh everyone was so nice and welcoming and uh, hosp- hospitable Except and, maybe that girl that hates Neon Moon. Nah, she was fine, too. She just I think she just wanted to play others. She wanted to be the DJ. You know, I get it. It's fine. Well, cool. Well, that sounds like an awesome trip. I'm glad it mm-hmm. happened. Uh, I wish I was there, but like I said, I'll hopefully be at the next one. Uh, did we get any questions this week? Uh, no question. So, just we? your buddy Dylan. Uh, Dylan Johns. Dylan Yans? Mm-hmm. Dylan Johns? Johns. It's Johns. Yans. Dylan Yans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, no relation to Gilles uh, Villeneuve. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, D- Dylan Johns uh, wrote in, and uh, of course, we're talking about some racing superstitions last week, and he offered another one up that we had forgotten about, uh, which I guess is peanuts. Eating peanuts at a racetrack is bad luck. Which that's one thing. It's an old I can't school say one. I've heard. He also yeah. mentioned that his, uh, I think it was his uncle or somebody. Um, I should have just pulled this up. Actually, <laughs> had it to read on the show since we're talking about it. But apparently, at a short track, uh, someone from his family used to go to. There was actually a green car with the number eleven that had peanuts for the number eleven. So, I fuck superstitions. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, I guess that's never won a championship. Yeah, <laughs> the number eleven is also. Peanuts. Cursed according to that message. That's true. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think it's too cursed because DW won a few titles in that car. So, yeah, or in the eleven car. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I think that's some bullshit. Maybe yeah. the curse happened after DW. Oh, we do have a dart for the week. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, there we, we go. We do have one, and it is from the dirt late model world again. <laughs> uh, of course, I don't know if we, we didn't talk about this yet. I don't think, but uh, before. Uh, Saturday got started for the feature. They were confiscating all the drivers, uh, like Apple watches and whatever, um, any device they had on them, uh, because you're not supposed to be able to signal your driver. They, they there was a big to do about getting rid of Wait, si- ho- signal sticks. Can you guys hear me? Well, yeah, that's nice and loud now. Yeah, very Is loud. It, oh, sorry, my mom called right in the middle of that, so it fucked up everything for a second. So could we maybe start that part over? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we start the DARF over? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> no problem. God. Well, we got a DARF of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we got one, folks, and it's coming from the Dirt Late Model world this week. <laughs> <laughs> Like I didn't say previously, uh, there are, <laughs> uh, drivers' uh, Apple watches got confiscated pre-race uh, because there's not supposed to be any communications between the teams and drivers. There was a big to-do about signal sticks, and that got banned at Eldora for the Dream, and I think all forthcoming events, it's just gone. You can't stand on your trailer and wave your arms around anymore with sticks. Some guys are trying to do it with their arms. I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to see somebody up on 
a holler in the middle of the infield anyway or through the fence yeah. when you're ripping around that place because it's so fast and dusty but I, I don't know they were taking people's watches away and all that of course there's also you know and i don't know if this is just the group of people i was sitting with but there was rumblings about talking about traction control and that sort of thing obviously we've seen that at the snowball derby before uh i think noah gregson got uh kicked out or dq because he had his cell phone with him in the car and that's strictly prohibited because you can operate traction control with that so well, he was probably just trying to slide in some dms he was yeah from the car you know where i'm yeah. at baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> five flags <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they took everyone's phones away and it was kind of a or not phones but their watches and everything before the race kind of patting them down and all that which I'm I'd, trying to imagine a dirt racer wearing an Apple Watch, but okay. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're all modern people now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. And there's a lot of opinions about that, you know, about the whole communications thing in general. You know, should it be allowed? Shouldn't it be? Why don't they? Et cetera. Uh, mm. And one guy in particular, after Jonathan Davenport won, uh, his name is, I'm just going to say his name, Matt Dever. Matthew Tweeter is his name if you want to add him. <laughs> he, he just tweets at Jonathan Davenport. Honestly, I think he's a good driver, but I think it's a bit weird that he only wins at tracks that have decent cell service. I'm not trying to stir shit up, but it honestly makes you wonder what's going on. And then Jonathan Davenport, I don't even have to punish this guy for being a DARP this week because uh, Jonathan Davenport takes care of it for me. He says, damn right, it wouldn't be near as exciting if he wasn't able to call your buddies and tell them that I won. <laughs> <laughs> much much better job of uh hitting back the trolls than Almarola. yeah eric almarola yeah. should take some lessons from jonathan davenport there but uh yeah. and one and, you, and when he did good god he was a dick stomping yeah you even started this episode off talking about how shitty the cell phone service was at eldora oh yeah there's no chance that you're no service if you're an apple customer in particular go fuck yourself like it just does not work. It's like the one time testing a Samsung phone actually worked in my favor. Because Kyle and I could text because he doesn't have an Apple phone. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. But with you guys and everybody else, it was it was difficult. So, But yeah, Wait, John, Does Kyle have a flip phone? He doesn't have a flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing about Kyle. Listen to his podcast. I've said it 3,000 times on this episode or on this show already. The Forward Bite podcast on the Speed Sport Network. Please check that out if you want to learn more about dirt late model racing. Uh, Lord knows uh, I listen to it every week, and uh, that's how I know what little bit I do know is from uh, listening to him. And he has some really great guests on there all the time. Uh, So, yeah, make sure you do yourself a favor and listen to that. Well, after you listen to that podcast, you should check out our video of the week. Uh, This week... Uh, we have a, an interesting documentary. Uh, now, I, I, in trying to find a video of the week this week, I was trying to find some cool Father's Day content, and the only thing I found that I was even slightly interested in was a video of uh, the truck series that Shauna Robinson raced in at Dover, but the video was only like three minutes long. So the next video that I found was the NASCAR dad with probably one of the saddest so- stories of all racers of all time, Bobby Allison. Um, this is a- Happy Father's Day, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> the guy lived not, not one, outlived not one, but two of his sons. So, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, uh, we're so, yeah, terrible this- people. I, I wouldn't say we're terrible. We're terrible. We're just- <laughs> it, feels, it feels terrible. I feel a little terrible. It's a great video, though. It's probably my favorite one yet. Yeah, this it's, one's it's, been on YouTube for a long time, and uh, just like that uh, 500 Miles Apart video from last week or the week before, uh, this is also one that's been on my sort of, I don't know what to watch, I'm going to put this on YouTube rotation for many years now, so I'm glad this is on the show, Brian. Yeah, but this is, it's called Bobby Allison, this man's from Alabama, um, which you, 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 you figure that out real fast because the opening shot is uh, that <laughs> title in front of a Confederate flag. <laughs> so, yeah. This is 1983. So. Yeah, 1983, so let's let's give him a tiny just, bit of credit here. But it's like a synth version of Dixie that like kind of fades off. Like it's a, it, it's kind of sick. I don't know. <laughs> the New South, baby. <laughs> that, 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 you know, a little bit of Knight Rider sprinkled on top. <laughs> 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this review by calling this what my my buddy Mike, uh, who's in our in our fantasy league, host of uh, First Seven Inch Club podcast, he calls movies like these uh, brown films. Um, basically, it was if you look at it, it's got kind of a brownish hue to it. I mean, it's shot on film. It's kind of a you could tell it's a degrading film itself, and. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not incredibly clear this is definitely not an hd video by any means um very dark very drab looking the the soundtrack is again rob mentioned some synth it's it's very brewed and also at certain times like dramatic uh and, and almost yes. it's almost like a horror film soundtrack at certain times you know <laughs> just the way the way the audio uh is used it's it's pretty interesting and it's like how half of the little first part of dixie happens like every 15 minutes or whatever mm -hmm. and it just kind of fades off into like a synth arpeggio it's great <laughs> i fucking love it right. um, <laughs> so this this entire it's it's it, now the the youtube video itself is 52 minutes but the actual runtime is only about 45 minutes whoever posted this decade ago didn't know how to edit apparently but um it's about 45 minutes and it documents bobby allison's quote-unquote entire 1983 season now i say that because it seems like almost every time this film crew went to the track with bobby he had issues or um just didn't win like like bobby won i think it was five races this year and they were only there for one of his wins um the rest of the time he, he had issues with his car like it starts off at daytona which um you know, he won in 82 with that car with the bumper that fell off, and, and they brought that car back in 83. But they went through both of their primary, both their primary and their backup car before the 125s even happened. So then they had to bring a third car down, um, and he ended up finishing ninth with that because it was like a short track car that, uh, you know, they had, had to kind of adapt. Um, for Daytona, he did okay, um, you know, for a short track car, but. You know, compared to the year before, didn't do that well. Um, you know, uh, from there, there's they go to Riverside. Um, I think, I think, really, I mean, there's not. If you're watching this video to really get a lot of insight uh, from about Bobby's season, you're not going to get it because this was definitely filmed in in and narrated in a way that I don't know. The guy's almost. He's not speaking to NASCAR fans. If that makes sense, you know. Like he's kind of over. I'm not sure who he's speaking things. to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It does Rob's good point? Don't really know who he's speaking to, but um, it's just to me, it's an interesting piece of footage because it's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you don't get to see much of, especially when you go back and watch <laughs> races. There you go. Rob's, Rob's got the audio going in the background. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of older races, and, and, and especially the early 80s stuff. You don't see a lot of off-track footage and, and you know, pre-race stuff. So, uh, you know, you get to see a lot of young Gary Nelson and Robert Yates. Yep. And, um, yeah. A lot of that stuff, to me, is the best part of this video. Yeah. Um, that, that was my thought as well, and that's why I love it so much. There isn't a ton of that sort of garage footage out there from that era that I'm aware of anyway. Uh, so this is a really, really nice, I would say almost introductory glimpse into that era of NASCAR. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have, I have chronological notes, but to be honest, there's not a ton of like incredibly interesting stuff to point out. Uh, some, some one thing, some things I did notice, he switches from uh, a Monte Carlo to a Buick uh, Regal, which I thought that's one of those wild things that back then just happened quite a bit it seemed like guys would just switch cars especially if it was they were a gm driver they wanted yep. to switch from chevy to oldsmobile or chevy to buick that happened quite a bit and even though that 83 money like bobby's 83 money looks gorgeous but the regal is faster so they ran most of the season with the regal and ended up winning the title um you know daryl waltrip was bobby's biggest competitor that year and you know there's a few really cool shots of the two of them like in the garage and um i think after one of bobby's wins like the one win that bobby had with the crew there there's like a, a shot that wasn't televised of daryl coming over and congratulating the crew mm -hmm. which i thought was when he won cool. the championship mm -hmm. well when the champ yeah. was it the championship or yeah it was that? the last race yeah um you know the narrator himself was just 
again, a lot of interesting, weird stuff. I'm trying to look up. Uh, he describes drafting as the steel rhythm of speed. What was that, that was shit he said about a fickle lady? She's oh yes, she's, I got that. I got she's that. a fickle lady, and then that'll, that'll start, be one she'll I, dance with you all night, and then at the last minute decide she will not dance anymore. Some shit like that. Yes, that, that'll be that'll be what goes on the Instagram. For sure. um, but uh, quickly followed by. Keep talking. It's fine. Uh, there's there's uh, one of the Rockingham races. Many of these races get rained out, which I thought was interesting. And there's um, one there's one shot at Rockingham, which I wonder who these kids are. Maybe I don't know. Oh yeah, I think that's one right. of them was Dale Jr. Yeah, but just could have been sliding Dale down the the banking. Yeah, just, yeah like uh, you know, uh, just children running on the track and you know, sliding down the fucking banking in the rain. Um, so cool. What a story. I want to find out who they are. They must have been drivers' kids, right? But yeah. Yep. Uh, there's an amazing, amazing clip probably one of my favorites of the whole video where uh one of the atlanta races i guess bobby's lee he led most of the race lap dw they ended up getting a flat in the he he hit a piece of a car or something in the in the pits and hit the wall and fucked this whole race up and after the race there's this dramatic shot of gary nelson just walking down down pit road by himself <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad rain yeah. and the narrator goes only when you lose can you really be alone? And I was like, that's... <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's right. You did say that. <laughs> um, My Lord. I'm just looking here. I mean, there's some stuff like there's, you know, Ricky, I think Ricky Rudd's first win is documented here um, at Wilkesboro, I think, was, was where he won. Or was it Martin's? One of those two. Um, you know, um, the only the only race that they caught at him winning was the second Richmond race, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. They were there for that. Um else really yeah the sugar in the gas tank thing at riverside doesn't really get like that much attention yeah I, that was like a what the fuck moment for me because i had never heard that before me either i've heard of that I'd, happening I'd heard but the, uh, yeah i'd heard of that but like it's not really it's barely touched upon in the video which you think after all the shit that happened in the battle of dw and you would think they would have made more out of that yeah it was just kind of so casually mentioned i was like no i want more dirt on that but <laughs> um at this point vice president george bush uh he has he's in there not once but twice uh i think it was at one of the atlanta races he's there and he gives like a really goofy wave at the camera yeah. and then during the uh the banquet um uh, in new york I think it was New York. Uh, he's there okay. and he's with Bobby on stage. And I guess like Bobby went to dinner with Reagan the night before, and he's making jokes about that. And um, yeah, this is just a really neat, weird 45-minute piece of racing history that uh, I I didn't even know existed until this week. And you know, it's mm-hmm. it's Rob. You know, Rob obviously knew about it. I I didn't and never watched it. Um, but as an Allison fan. Um, it was really cool to just to see a lot of this stuff and again it's a 45 minute watch uh it is not the cleanest or most exciting video but it's just a very neat time capsule so yeah uh, it really if is you're yeah. an 80s nascar fan which if you're listening to this show there's probably a good chance you are uh definitely check this out for sure yeah uh, i was kind of surprised that i didn't really see davy in any of the shots no hmm. he, he's i think maybe yeah, once or twice i saw him briefly yeah but also i have a good friend um adam who i've met through going to races and adam's dad remarried when adam was very young to uh bonnie allison which is bobby allison's daughter and his name was pat Broyles, and he was on bobby's pit crew too and he's in the pit crew during this 83 championship so it was cool like they mentioned his name one time when he was uh, replacing huh. a windshield and like just to see footage of like Adam's dad that I'd never seen before because I've heard a lot of cool stories through Adam about his dad. So That's really cool. That was cool to see some of that footage. Hell yeah. That's cool. So yeah, that, uh, that was our video of the week. Um, next week, since there's going to be no NASCAR to talk about, it's going to be the next installment of my monster, History of Monster Truck Racing series. Uh, probably, I haven't picked the video yet, but I think at this point in the timeline, we're probably going to be at like 1986, 87. Um, 
you know, there's there's a handful of races I'm looking at, but I, I haven't picked the exact one yet. So yeah. that should be next week. Um, I will hopefully also have a report, um, most likely going to Lorraine County Speedway uh, on Friday oh. night, which is a local asphalt ring up the street. Uh, it is Ohio Sprint Speed Week, um, so there's been racing at pretty much every like like 410 sprint racing at pretty much every oh, night sorta. of the week. <laughs> Yeah. No, um, no, no, you saw the other night in Wayne County. <laughs> no, what happened there? Oh, just the abysmal track conditions. It was like a motocross uh, jump coming out of two, but well, yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys weather, loaded up. Yeah, it, it is what it is. After three weeks of, of a drought here in Ohio, we're finally getting some rain this week, so I don't know what things will be like, but I know Friday it should be nice and dry. So uh, 410 sprints and super modifieds, um, so hopefully I'll be checking that out. Uh, so I'll have a report from there, so. Hell we got yeah. some stuff going on for the next show. It just won't be much NASCAR. Yeah, no, no NASCAR at all. Um, but there, of course, the this, this is a late model podcast. We'll probably talk about the Lucas <laughs> Oil race out at uh, Smoky Mountain. That's coming up. That's going to be a big show. Cool. Well, uh, thank you again, folks, for joining us on another trip to Applebee's. And uh, I guess we'll be back next week with more racing nonsense to yammer about for a while. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you want to give your plugs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, as always, uh, you can find us at Meet Me at. <laughs> you can find us at Meet Me at Applebee's on Instagram and Meet Me at Debbie's on Twitter. Uh, I am Speedway Screens on all the things and SpeedwayTSJ.etsy.com. Also, the Medina OT- Antique Mall in uh, Medina, Ohio. That's right, Medina. I said it Medina on the show after, even after you said it Medina. So my yeah, apologies. Tomato, to tomato. Ohioans, Ohioans. <laughs> True love you on the internet. Uh, yeah, I'm on the internet. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the best one yet. <laughs> Just Google it, you'll find me. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm anymore. I'm I'm on there though. <laughs> Robboats yeah. underscore unofficial. I don't really post the fucking thing on there, but uh, maybe I'll post some Eldora photos because I got some good ones. So yeah, do that. Cool. Cool. All right, folks. Well, you guys want me to play Space Dixie one more time? Yeah, please. See us out. Play us out. Oh, here it comes. It's long.